how I fathom spitting. Uh -huh. Like you ain't in my league to mention, pull out the savage written. This is my aphorisms, plus I got bad intentions. Call it the thirst for more and store Mojave vision. At times I'm on the H the Gandhi kicking. So pour a cup of that life liquid that's ever so omnipresent. Other times I'm on this beat, gon' catch a body mission. Like Sun ain't listening, then we hit him like Sunny listen. But nah, let me call my diction. Hello and welcome to the Two Guys Podcast, episode 368. I am one of your hosts, Brandon Niles. And I am your other co-host, Dwayne. How you doing today, buddy? I'm, I'm, I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay, Dwayne. <laughs> I, I, uh, I, we're going to get to that. I have a lot to say, and we're going to get to that. But um, I, I want to ask you, uh, first, most importantly, before I get going, how are you? Well, I'm, here's what, I'm good. I'm just, just to say I'm in a good mood. My children are with their grandmother for the rest of this week, and it's I amazing. I am I am rested. I am focused, which is probably still like eighty percent of a normal human, but <laughs> but I feel good. I am prepared today because I, I I know what what you have a lot to say about, and I am just prepared to be to be a friend. I'm just I, I need it. I need I'm just it, I'm just I'm gonna be a friend. You can let it out. My shoulder is here. I am here to be angry about what you're angry about. <laughs> so, so I want to talk about three things, okay? I okay. want to talk about the Blazers because uh, last night's loss was – I'm, I'm going to say I think it's my worst sports loss I've ever seen. It's, like, it's, pretty, it's, it's rough. It's a rough yeah. loss. Uh, and then I want to talk about Danny Ainge because I have a lot to say about Danny Ainge. Uh, yep. And I want to and I want to start this off with with an old familiar topic. I'm going to talk trolls too again. Oh so. Jesus! Oh God! Okay, okay, here we go. <laughs> I'm ready. I am so ready. We're coming. We're going back to trolls too. <laughs> we're going back to trolls too. I've decided I owe Rachel Bloom an apology. Okay. Okay. I let's hear this. Criticized her choices in as the rock troll, right? As uh -huh. as Queen Barb, the queen of the rock trolls, as everyone knows, right? Mm -hmm. uh, yep. I criticized her choices because I thought it sounded like she was mocking rock, right? Right. I watched that movie again. I thought about it. Your your lovely wife pointed out that perhaps I wasn't being fair. <laughs> and and I thought about it really hard. I've watched it 762 times since then because my it's my children's favorite movie at the moment. And I've decided you know, your your wife is right. I I wasn't fair. I wasn't fair. And and here's what it is. I okay. think it's because I grew up with rock being the main genre of music I listened to. Right. And rock being the main genre of music my friends and I listen to. And because it is a little bit poking fun at rock, I yeah. think I took it personally. And I don't think I meant to, right? I don't think I realized I was doing that. <laughs> but I think that's what I was doing. But because when I look at the country western trolls, they're definitely poking fun at the country western music, right? Yeah. Um, even the funk trolls are doing that a little bit. The techno trolls a little bit. Uh, the classical trolls a little bit. They're all doing that a little bit, right? Um, so, and none of that struck a chord with me. I did, I wasn't like, oh, they're mocking country western, right? And it's because I don't have any kind of personal identity associated with country music, right? I think this is fair. That's so, a fair take. So I don't think Rachel Bloom did anything wrong in her depiction, and I don't even think she was mocking rock anymore. I think she made a choice, and it's a it's a little bit of a uh, uh, slightly poking fun at the genre in the same way that everyone else was poking fun at their genres, but still overall endearing to it. And I think I took it personally, and that was my fault and my problem. So I, I owe an apology say, to Rachel Bloom. 
I would. I, 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 on her behalf, I accept your apology. Good. Good. Um, <laughs> I don't think it was poking fun necessarily as much as it, maybe in a way, but it was just like I think it was like more playing up the stereotype. Yeah, I think and in I, an endearing way. I think it was poking right. fun in an endearing way. I don't think it was um, a, a nasty or. or, I, or yeah, I don't think know, it yeah. was meant to be derisive. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it was poking like like I'm vegan and and I know like things that are, are mean making fun of vegans and things that are lovingly making fun of vegans. So yeah. I think I think like when when people say um, like vegans will make fun of themselves and say we we read ingredient lab- labels incessantly. Right. Yeah. Um, I think it's that kind of making fun. It's that kind of po- that kind of yeah. loving endearing making fun. And that's um, I, I, I took that incorrectly pri- before. And I you know. I feel bad about it, so I'm I'm moving on, and I, I is... hope I hope that Rachel Bloom, who will never hear this or my previous <laughs> statement, I hope that she forgives me. That's what I hope. This is this is this is important. You know what this is? This is growth. We're it's growing. Growth. <laughs> we are growing together on this podcast. Yeah, yeah, that's the way it goes. <laughs> I want to rewatch Trolls too. I don't think I've watched it since the one time I've seen it. I'm oh, gonna watch you it should, again now. You should come over, buddy. Any day, it will probably be on at some point. I love my my wife and I. We always let so we we limit screen time for the kids, right? Like it's like yep. they they watch a little in the morning and a little at night, um, and then they get like iPad time after afternoon snack for like thirty minutes, right? And that's it, you know. Yeah. Um, and then Saturday nights we do pizza movie night where we get to watch a, a full movie w- over dinner, right? Yep. Uh, so that's it. That's the screen time. I know that's not like a small amount, but that's not like a ton of screen time. It's right? not, it's not just like throwing an iPad at your kids. kids. That's similar to what we do with our kids. Yeah, it's right. Similar. It's not that bad. And uh, but all my all my kids talk about, especially my oldest, who's almost five. All she talks about is TV and movies. That's it. Like she just <laughs> yeah, like if you talk to her for more than way. three seconds, she's gonna talk about trolls too. Like it's it's right. going to be the case. And she's always been this way. And so I feel like people who she meets on the street are like, oh my gosh, yes. we've got a cable guy situation going on here. Like, <laughs> that's what I think people think. And I, I always want to be like, I pro- Heather and I always want to be like, I promise, I promise we limit the screen time. I promise we do. It's just, this is all she wants to talk about. Our girls do the same thing. I remember our girls went to school and on Friday at our girls' school, they would play, they would have music time where they would play like Disney songs. And my girls would immediately be able to identify every Disney song and the movie it came from. <laughs> and I would be like, look, they've not even seen that movie. Like, they, we have Spotify, <laughs> and it has a Disney playlist on it that we play all the time, so they know all these songs. Yeah, we don't I sit, they, they don't watch those movies incessantly, I promise. <laughs> my daughters could tell you everything there was about Star Wars and had never seen a movie. <laughs> like we just had the Star Wars like bedtime story books that we would read to them and talk yeah, to them about, so they knew the, the story, but yeah. they hadn't seen the movies. <laughs> it's from the books. So I always want to say it's from the books. I promise. I promise. Oh, that's so funny. Parents can get really judgy about stuff like screen time, though. Parents get really judgy about everything, man. Parents are the worst. So. <laughs> as far as populations are concerned, like, no population is more irritating uh, en masse than parents. Than parents. Just saying. Yeah, parents, parents are the parents, worst. Par- parents are v- they're very judgy. They'll look down on yeah. you. Oh, you let your kids do that? Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll say, you know, yeah, they'll say anything. Like, like, um... Uh, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not even going to go into it because 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 that, we'll that's be... the thing, and everyone does it right. Like you just it, constant incessant, um, you know, 
you know, unsolicited advice comes your way when you have kids. I don't know what it is. <laughs> Even for people without kids, you know, they'll <laughs> yeah. come up and be like, I'll have people say things like, I think it's really important that um, a kid, you know, plays an instrument. And I'll be like, my kid doesn't want to play an instrument. <laughs> <laughs> If I give my kid a flute, she's just gonna hit her sister with it. What do you want me to yeah, do? Right? What, yeah. <laughs> and like, and I'll be honest with my friends who took piano lessons when they were kids. Like, they yeah. didn't become the piano um, phenoms, right? Exactly. They just, they just hated piano. Like that's they just they just <laughs> yeah they just when they became teenagers they just talked about how much they hated piano while they smoked weed. Yeah, that's all that's they did. It. That's all that happened. <laughs> so. Also, I talk about that with, like, the Olympics, right? Like, when you force your kid into something and your kid, like, or your yeah. kid gets and, and then you, like, take their childhood away by, like, making, you know. It's a tough this, like, thing. Yeah, it's a tough thing. And and only a few of those kids get gold medals, right? Exactly. Like, most We've talked about this before. Yeah. don't get there. So, it's, you know. For every Simone Biles, there's a thousand kids who whose parents spent untold thousands of dollars for them to never make it. Yeah, and for them, and, to, and, and for them and to they, hate it and miss their childhood, yeah, and and, and then know, harm like their body. Failure. I just, yeah. yeah, like, yeah, just, I, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's it's not great. It's not yeah, great. It's not great. It's not great. <laughs> that said, the Olympics are this summer, and I'm very excited. <laughs> boo, boo, <laughs> boo! Cancel the Olympics. They what? might. I don't I'm know really who's going. Upset. I'm really upset that we are in the time of cancel culture and we haven't canceled the Olympics yet. Like, I, I want, I you want, know what I'm, you know what I can't believe hasn't been canceled? Pageants. How are pageants not canceled yet? Right. I, I don't understand why pageants haven't been canceled. <laughs> it just lets you know cancel culture is not a thing. Because like that's the thing with we're not gonna get political, but you hear politicians say that our political ideology is being canceled. It's like, is it? Because if it, if if we could, we would have canceled you a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, right, right. You'd been canceled, buddy. You know what? You know what joke? You know what joke never gets old for me? By the way, um, I, like Saturday Night Live does it. I think John Oliver does it. Like like most of the things do this. Um, every time they show a picture of Mitch, or every time they talk about Mitch McConnell, they show a picture of him like with a really goofy grin, and they yeah. always say Mitch McConnell seen here watching a children's hospital be destroyed or some, something <laughs> like that. Like those, that joke never gets old for me. It's like it's like the Kevin Durant, um, the Kevin yeah. Durant leaving for the you know uh, Bailey got a team to go join a winner. Like like that. Yeah. Th those jokes just never get old for me. I just always think they're funny. <laughs> This might be a this might be a good segue. A good segue. Did you see Kevin Durant's uh, tweets last night? I just saw him talking uh, uh, amazing things about Damian Lillard, which honestly, yeah. most of Twitter was doing that last. Night. Yeah, uh, Durant. It was like I normally I normally don't like Durant's Twitter, but yeah. I think that last night watching Durant go crazy like everyone else, watching Dame, Damian Lillard single handedly try to save the Portland Trailblazers. Yeah. It was like it was it was it was relatable in a way I don't think I've ever related to Dame. Because I feel I felt the exact same way that, that Kevin Durant was tweeting. Yeah. Yeah. Steph too. <laughs> Ste Steph Curry was tweeting about it too. It was just Oh, like, I didn't see Steph's, but yeah, it's like it's hard to watch to watch last night and not be that way. You're like, mm -hmm. if you like basketball, this is what basketball is right here. Yeah, L Lillard was incredible last night. Not only was he incredible, like, shooting. Like, it wasn't just that he put up 55, right? Because he put up 55, and that's incredible. But he was everywhere. He had three blocks. Like, Lillard had three <laughs> Jeez, blocks. Jeez, did he really? Um, 
That guy did not want to lose that game, man. Yeah, he was he was nine of ten from the free throw line, twelve of seventeen from three points. Set a set a playoff record for threes in a game. Seventeen of twenty four from the field, and you know those weren't quality shots that Lillard's taken twenty four no. times, right? Because he's doubled on every play, just about. Um, yeah, Lillard was. That's one of the I, I and I know we t- we do a lot of hyperbole, so I'm not gonna say like the best, but it's one of the greatest playoff performances I've ever seen. And it's like, at least in modern history, like I yeah. just I hard like there's been some Clay, that Clay Thompson game I think against the Rockets a few years ago oh, was, was unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. There's been games, but I whew. yeah, it was just like last night. Up. You're just like it's just like I don't even know at this point what do you even say? Like you just like you see what's happening. Like yeah, <laughs> he's. Dame is so good and so special, and I just hope. I hope. Uh, I, I I hope that this losing this game doesn't put a sour taste in his mouth in a way that that sours him from the city because because we love him and I hope and he he the, and there's no reason to think it will like he's he's given us every reason to think that he loves Portland and wants to be here but boy I would sure understand if he was like guys can I go somewhere else like. Like I would understand that. I wouldn't even be mad at him if he came in to, and demanded a trade this off season. Like I would, yeah. I would still root for him. Like I would. I mean, I'd be sad, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't hold it against him. You know what I mean? It's tough. It's tough. It's 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 tough to 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 ask a guy to continually do what he did. It's not even the first game this series. This, this series. Yeah. That he's had to do this. I think it was a game two or three. Game two, he, he had a he had a heck of a second quarter to try to get them he, back into that game. Where he's just like he's just like carrying the team. Yeah, and, it's, and he and, did it. He did it for a large part of the season. I mean, he yeah, really he did. did. Yeah, for like a, a, to got get them back in it because they were they were fading. Yep. And CJ got hurt, and the day was just like, oh well, I'm just gonna win everything. And then he did. <laughs> <It's>, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He played. The Blazers played uh, played surprisingly well without CJ and Yusuf Nurkic. I mean, which is two oh, of their no. big three. You know. Oh no! Oh no! No, no, no. That's. I'm just are, saying they are, they played surprisingly well during that stretch. Like, um, you know, because they weren't winning very much, and then yeah. um, Dame knew that he had to put them on. Yeah, you know, I'm not slandering either of them in this exact moment, and um, I actually don't have anything negative to say about Nurkic. I just, I just wish he. Um, yeah. I wish he could stay healthy, because uh, he he's had so many injury issues. But when he's on the court, he's very good. The problem is we've talked about that. We talked about this. At the trade deadline, I think we're probably going to continue to talk about it. The problem yeah. with Portland is the 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 roster's flawed. That's yeah. the, that's the the ultimate problem is the roster's flawed, and Dame, being as incredible as he is, he has hidden a lot of those flaws for eight years or seven years, however long he's been there. Yeah, and and it, it's just it nights like last night. It's just it's laid all of all of your warts are laid bare. The fact that you go through two overtimes. And only one basket on the entire team in both overtimes was made by someone other than Dame. Yeah. Like, that's that's a problem, right? Like, And I'm not saying that you need to have eight all-stars on your team. But you do need someone that can make a shot in a big moment. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Not missing dunks, missing wide-open looks, turnovers. Like, you, somebody has to do something other than Dame. Yeah. Uh, there's, this, there's this myth that the superstar in the NBA wins everything by himself. That's always been a fallacy. It's never true. Every team, every good team has a lot of good players on it. You may have one face of your team. It's LeBron or Durant or Harden or whoever, but you have guys on that team that will show up in big moments. You have to have them. 
Houston yep. used to have those Corey Brewer games where Corey Brewer would show up. Like, who was that last night for Portland? Like, and, and there were guys that played well. But in that in that overtime, those two overtimes would have been enough for me to just start slapping people. Yeah. Because it's just, <laughs> it's like, somebody has to do something. Yeah, they needed, they needed, and it, it, they didn't even need superhuman product, productivity no. from Mello or McCollum or Powell. And Powell played well until the overtimes. I can't really, I, you know, he had, he had his moments where he played well throughout the game. Um. Uh, they just needed CJ and Mello and Powell to be CJ Mello and Powell. Like they didn't need them to elevate their game. They just needed them to play decently. And they, yeah. they, they just really let them down. And if all of those guys make one shot, they win that game. Yeah. I, I it, was it. Just, it was really sad to see um, Willard playing so well and the rest of the team. Not um, that being said, I, I'm going to, I'm going to flip the script just a little bit and, okay. and use, use Denver to discuss one of the flaws in Portland. Right. Um, okay. Monty Morris balled out last night and he was did. A he played really reason. well. I mean, obviously, when Denver wins, Jokic, Michael Porter Jr., those two are the reason they're good, right? So I'm not saying, not taking anything away from them, uh, but Monty Morris was a big reason why they won last night. Um, 41 minutes, 28 points. I think that's a career high for him, uh, regular season or playoffs. I think, um, and he was a legitimate backup point guard for them. Portland yep. doesn't have a legitimate backup point guard. When Dame is off the court, which isn't very often, uh, but when he's off the court, uh, they don't have anyone to run the offense. CJ will come out and he'll play CJ ball, right? Which is uh, for better or worse, uh, that the CJ ball. Um, Simons is miscast in that role sometimes. And so they, they just straight up don't have a backup point guard. They don't even have like a Nick Batum point forward like they used to have. Yeah. Um, that's a hole on the roster. You know, we had... Like, I think 70 minutes or something for Portland, like 90 minutes off the bench for, for Denver. That's a problem when you've got 20 more minutes on the other team playing yeah. bench, playing the bench, right? And getting production out of it. Why? Whereas we've got Damian Lillard playing 52 minutes. Like, that's a problem. And yeah. it shows the lack of depth on the roster. It shows uh, the lack of trust in the depth on the roster. And it, it, it shows why Damian has to be so incredible for them to win because they don't have the supporting cast. I, you know, when they made the Western conference finals, one of the things that, that helped them was their bench. Like, like they were getting good minutes. Say what we will about Myers Leonard at this point, but we're getting good minutes from Leonard, <laughs> right? Good minutes from Ennis cancer who started actually that se that series because Nurk was hurt. Um, but we were getting good minutes from a lot of those players and, and bench supporting roles uh, that we're not getting now. Like imagine if we, if that starting unit, that Portland had back then, like would just shift behind these guys. Like if you had Covington, yeah. but then you still had, um, you know, Alpha Rukaminu coming off the bench, right? And, and you had Norman Powell, but you still had, uh, you know, Mo Harkless there or something like that. Like th this team would be a lot better if they could build out the team. Now they've always been trying and they've tried to work around the edges, uh, but it, it doesn't seem to be working. And, uh, it, it still comes down to the point where Dame just isn't enough um, by himself, and that sucks because he's so good and he would be enough on most teams. Yeah, that's all that that everything you just said is true. <laughs> yeah, I, I I'm just I'm I'm gonna need actually like I actually need distance from this game because I'm I'm really sad about it, and it's, it's not fair. Yeah, it, it's no no it's very fair. It's a, it's a hard <laughs> loss. It's a tough loss. Um, it's, it's, it's tough. You, 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 you take one of the greatest playoff performances and you just, you, you don't close the game out, 
when you had multiple opportunities to close the game. Many I think opportunities. CJ, CJ himself had like two shots in the overtimes that would have given Portland the lead, like late yep. in the games, and just yep. clanked them. Um, and, and, and CJ, you know, he said, and he's gonna, I actually think CJ will, will CJ is good enough in the playoffs, right? Um, so mm-hmm. I, I actually think game six, CJ will come out and, and rebound and he'll probably have a CJ game, right? Yeah. Cause, um, cause he can do that, but you're right. We needed CJ last night and he, and he wasn't there and that sucks. <laughs> I, I feel like, yeah, Portland, it, it's, I still, <laughs> I still feel like Portland could win the series. They could, you know, they. This is exactly what happened two years ago, right? So yeah, they went, they went into Portland. They had this rousing Game Six victory, and then they won Game Seven in Denver. Like this is the exact same uh, situation that they're in. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not ruling this out. They could still win this thing, but man, the, the team is just flawed, and it's a, and it's a tough, it's tough to watching those two overtimes was tough. Because yep. it's just yep. like, like God, the game is right there, guys. <laughs> like it's right there for you to win. <laughs> it, it really is. So, um, you know, Denver, Denver was gassed. Jokic was gassed. Yeah. And like, it's like if you could just, just make, if you could just have a possession, three possessions in a row where you score, you win this game. Yep. Yep. So key, keys to game six. Nurkic has to play over 30, 32 minutes. He has to stay on the court, right? Because he's good when he's there. He fouled out at 24 minutes. I'm not going to complain about the refs because that's not who I am. But, um, <laughs> and, and I don't, I don't, I fully don't understand fouls. I will also say I didn't feel like the foul discrepancy was a thing in this one. I haven't looked at the numbers, but. I will also feel- say, in your so. defense, you've always been a guy that have just said, I don't understand what a foul is and what it isn't. That's I don't, always been and you. I still don't. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, and it's and it's because you know I'm not looking specifically enough at details of a play. Like I just don't, I don't, I don't see it. Right. So yeah. So what I see is Dame barrels into people. Um, everyone hacks at him. He falls on the floor. Nothing. <laughs> and then I see Nurkic put a hand up and foul. And I go and I go. I don't understand what happened. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure if you slow motioned it and broke it down for me, it would be the correct calls and I would get it. But in the yeah. moment, I'm just like, I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand how you throw your body into have somebody that bowls you over. I remember the other the, the game, the game they got blown out, game two or whatever it was. Yeah. Paul Millsap just straight running Dame over. Yeah, right? <laughs> no foul. It's fine. Um. That, and the, the the Nurk thing where, like, he turned, he caught the ball, turned, and his hip bumped into a guy that was right up on him, and it was a charge. I'm like, I, I just didn't understand that. I didn't understand that. <laughs> like, he, he has to be able to turn his hip, right? Like, Yeah, I I used to defend the charge. I'm kind of at the point where I want him to get rid of it. Yeah. It's a, it's abused at this point. The, I think the, there's certain the idea that, the idea of the sense. The idea of the charge is good. But yeah, but players just players just they abuse it too much now. Yeah, and they just and they purposely try to shift their bodies. In, it's now on, strategy. Yeah, it's a strategy to try to draw a charge, and it's like yeah. that's that's not what the rule was intended for. <laughs> yeah, so funny. Um, but hey, the series isn't over. Tough loss. I'm sorry, buddy. Hey, if it makes you feel any better, when I first flipped that game on, it was twelve to one, and I was like, oh no, <laughs> this, this this is not gonna be good. Yeah, yeah, I will say the second quarter was great. Like they were down twenty-two and then uh, clawed back to where they were only down three at half. So I was, I was psyched. I was in, and Dame hit two game-tying shots in the final seconds to get them into overtime, and then second overtime. Those were really thrilling. So, uh, just you know, would have been nice to get the W. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, yeah. Oh, so, man. so yeah, the- Portland. So, um, trade CJ, but th- I, that's not new. <laughs> I've always thought that. People, people on Twitter, you don't trade CJ after one game, and I'm like, no, you trade. No, CJ it's after not. You trade after seven, five two. years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not one yeah. game. <laughs> I love CJ, but he, you know, you know, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but it's like we, we've said it before. It's not that you don't like CJ. It's that the team is flawed, and it's you it. can't. Yeah. And and, you, and I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. If CJ takes Mello's spot on the roster and we bring in a more of a utility wing to play that too, like a bigger two that can kind of three and D it. I love CJ, right? I love that situation. Well, Have him come in off the bench, be that energy guy, play that mellow role. It's just, you've got CJ in the starting lineup. And every time CJ takes a possession away from the rest of those guys, including Dame, it's a bad play. It's a bad play. Cause he puts up a bad shot, even if he makes it right. Um, well, he- Here's the thing. I'm going to say something crazy. Okay. And it's, we're going to segue into a new, a new topic. Uh, there was another team whose season ended last night. The Boston Celtics. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. Let's, 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 let's do this. I'm ready. And the Boston Celtics lost in, in five games to the, to the, I almost said New Jersey Nets, to the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah. And uh, they gave them the gentleman sweep. This was nice of them. You yeah. know, they let him let him get one in there. It's nice. Yeah, I like that. Um, and then this morning we wake up to the news that Danny Ainge is stepping down and Brad Stevens is taking his job. Now I have a lot of thoughts about this. I'm very surprised. I'm very <laughs> I, surprised. I did not expect this at all. But I will say, in hindsight, there was something that happened last summer or this this spring that I thought was odd. Uh. Indiana University fired their coach, right? Brad Stevens is from Indiana. He's an Indiana guy. They fired Archie Miller. And immediately all the discussion became, will Brad Stevens take that job? And Indiana was basically like, you know, we're not discussing our negotiations openly, but then reports came out that they did make him an offer and he turned it down. And he gave a press conference where he said, I have no intentions of leaving the Boston of leaving the Boston Celtics anytime soon. And, and they, they asked it, 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 somehow they worded it about him coaching. And what he said was, I'm not leaving the Celtics. Okay. Interesting. That, that's what, that's what he had said. And they went and they, they hired uh, who they hired. Kevin, Mike Woodson is who they hired. They hired Mike Woodson. So that job was gone and everything. But I always thought that it was, it just felt weird the way he said it at the time. Right. Like he he didn't say I'm the coach of the Boston Celtics and I'm going to be the coach of the Boston Celtics. It's not what he said. What he said was, I don't plan on leaving the Celtics. That's what he said. It just felt felt weird at the time. So I wonder, had this kind of been in the works for a while? Had 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 these discussions? Well, obviously, it didn't happen this morning. Right. Like, obviously, they had to have had this planned for a while after the season was over that Danny Ainge would step down. And they kind of knew that Brad Stevens would take over, right? Mm-hmm. That's not sure. that's not it's not something they figured out this morning at at, at the morning conference call. <laughs> it's like, well, shit. Why don't just Brad just let Brad do it? Shit, he can do it. <laughs> <laughs> um. 
So yeah, I, I I think it was kind of it's surprising to us, but I feel like that this plan was in in the works for some time. Do you think Danny might have just been done? Yeah. Do you think oh he yeah. Just been like yeah. I think I don't think this is a he lost his job. I okay. think this is a he retired. Okay, that makes sense then. That yeah, makes more I, sense to me. Yeah, I don't think he got fired by any means. No, because no, no, I no. think Danny Ainge has done a really good job. So throughout his, I think he's been fine. I, mean, I think he's been good enough to where I wouldn't have. He doesn't deserve to be fired. I don't. I don't. I wouldn't. I don't think. Yeah. I don't. I don't think this is a firing at all. Danny Angel. I would say he's been an above average GM. I would say yeah. he's been in the in the top half of GMs in the NBA. He's not a bad GM by any means. I wouldn't I put think him he's in been the a really good GM. I That's wouldn't put I him think. in the category of like a Masai. Or Sam Presti. I wouldn't put him in that category, but I would say he's below those guys. I think that's fair. Yeah, I I would put him in that next tier too. Yeah, okay. So I think that's fair. When we talked earlier, I felt like I was being a little harsher on Danny Age than I sounded. I'm I'm not harsh on Danny Age. (laughs) (laughs) No, what what you said was you you think he lucked into the Jason Tatum situation, and I just think that I think that's not charitable. I I think that's not being generous enough to him for that because that was that was deftly maneuvering. Like you looked at it. Yeah, sure, sure, but but sure, of course. He I, I give him the credit for being, you know, shrewd enough to know he wanted to go get a guy. Yeah. Right and and, and but and to pick up assets to do it. And to and, pick up, yeah, that's of, and, of, of course and shrewd enough of a talent evaluator to look at who most people thought was the third best player in that draft and be like, no, 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 that's that's the guy we want. That's the best player in the draft, and then to be right about it. Like, yeah, I, of course, I give him a lot of credit for that. I give him credit for that as well. I also, what my whole point was is that it's luck that it turned out that way because it very easily could not. If we see it happen the other way all the time. Right? Yeah. Like yeah, it, but but the good GMs are right more than they're wrong in that situation. You know what I mean? Um you know, look at look at 2017 also, right? Like 2017, you you had a draft where they were picking third. Um no, not 2017. I'm sorry, 2016 they were picking third. And uh you know, Ben Simmons went number 1, Brandon Ingram number 2. That was no shock. And then everything else was up in the air. Nobody knew who would be the third best player? Some people like Dragon Bender, which sounds funny in in hindsight. Some people like Buddy Heald, <laughs> the Dragon. People, you know, people were people were talking up Marquise Chris at the time as possibly the third best player in that draft, and they he went out and he took Jalen Brown, and people thought that wasn't great. And Jalen Brown was by far. Did the Jalen right Brown go in third in that draft? He did. He went third, and that was higher than people wow. thought. He should I forgot go he went draft. that high in that draft. So, yeah, I think I remember hating that pick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, we both we both criticized that pick, and and, and you know they're not all hits, they're not always of course good, you know they um, they won't always be hits. Yeah, but generally speaking, you know, like like taking uh, you know, tr- keeping Robio Langford and trading Matisse Tibble in the in the 2019 draft. That's th- those aren't the best uh, choices in hindsight, but in general, I think that. I think he's he's done a really really good job. I I give him a lot of credit. So. Um, and I think that I, yeah, I do. I don't think that I think that if he wanted to keep that job, he'd keep it as long as he wanted it. I think that Danny yeah. Ainge just wanted to step down. And fair, he's been doing that job for what now, fifteen years, longer than that probably. Uh, no, I think he took over right before the 08s. When did Danny Ainge take that job? Oh uh, yeah, it was talk. it was it's it's been a long time because it was before the uh, the title because he, he yeah he did those it was like mid two thousands he took over GM. <laughs> Um, and yeah, got him a title, got them a haul, an, an overwhelming haul for Pierce and uh, Garnett. Yeah, that that alone actually should put him in some. Yeah, that that <laughs> I, that trade was nuts. I forgot about that. That's that's ridiculous. 
<laughs> so yeah, I would say overall he's been a good GM. Um, interesting move for Brad Stevens. Yeah, yeah, Get, going into that coming uh, off coach the bench. slash GM, yeah. No, no, he's not going to be the coach. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, he's I stepping didn't understand down. that. I didn't yeah, understand that. Yeah, he's stepping down from yeah. the coach. Oh, you know what's going to happen? This is going to upset me. Um, the Blazers <laughs> are going to fire Terry Stotts, and he's going to go win a ring in Boston. That's what's going to And I'm going to be so sad. I can sad. see it. I can see it. I can see it happening. <laughs> yeah, my understanding is that he is stepping down from his coaching job, and he's going to be just the full-on president of basketball operations. Yeah. Crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. That has that ever happened? Um I know I've seen coaches uh, like leave a team and then come back as GMs. I right? feel but, like Isaiah Thomas did that with the Knicks. Didn't Isaiah do that with the Knicks? Maybe. Or, yeah, that's possible. Or, like he was he was coaching the Knicks or I don't remember. That was early two thousands, but I feel like he did something like that. Yeah. Interesting. Good for Brad Stevens though, if that's what he wants to do. Yeah. That's probably I don't know, a GM less hours? Is that less hours? I feel like maybe that's less hours. Definitely less I feel travel. like it's it's definitely it's definitely less travel. It's probably less hours, honestly. Yeah. I mean it's uh, GMs I, I know they work a lot, so like I'm not I'm not and gonna it's, pretend like it's like it's a probably job it's, or anything like that. What it is is probably just different hours. Probably not less, but different. Yeah. You're not worried about, you know, it's it's one in the morning and you're in LA, like, oh my god, where's Marcus Smart? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like I just saw I just I've I've just saw it his Instagram, like he's in San Diego. Like, oh my god. We have a <laughs> we have we have a shoot around at nine. Yeah. <laughs> do do you think Danny Ainge is done as a GM or uh, yeah. done in Boston? I think he's done as a GM. I think this is a okay. retirement. Is he's retiring. Okay. That makes sense. I'll buy that. Yeah, I, it, it, that's what I did for everything that I've read. It sounds like he's retiring. Okay. All right. That makes sense. Which um, makes sense. Perfectly makes, makes perfect sense, honestly. I wonder, again, going back to my thing of this being planned, I do wonder how long they've known this. Or how long he's had these, knew that he would be looking to retire or leave at the end of this season. Oh, I, I bet. I bet he talked to Brad Stevens last year. Yeah, I would imagine. Or I, when I would he got imagine that, that offer. Oh, oh, yeah, when he got the the Indiana offer, I imagine. Yeah. Well, I imagine it probably had been going on before then, because yeah. Stevens was so finite in his rejection of the deal. He was just like, "No, I'm not leaving." <laughs> so I think he knew that this was going to happen at some point. Maybe he didn't know it would happen this year. Yeah. I think, you know, and you see this. I mean, you see this in football. Like uh, like Jason Garrett was an offensive coordinator, um, got head coach options, stayed in Dallas as an offensive coordinator because he was told he would take over and then eventually took over. Um, we've been seeing it with Josh McDaniels. I think, I think the Patriots have a handshake agreement with Josh McDaniels that he takes over when Bill Belichick retires. I, I really do, so... Uh, you know, I, 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 you know, we see this in sports and it makes sense. I think it makes sense. You know, like any business, like you go, like I, I, you know, everybody's been at a company, they've gotten another offer, brought it to their employer yeah. and had that conversation, you know? Of course. Um, so this brings up an interesting question, which circle all the way back to my Portland discussion. Brad Stevens is the GM now. Yeah. And, uh, this team is uh it's got two young stars. Uh-huh. 
It's got Kimber Walker on a lot of money. I think he's over 30 mil for the next two seasons. You can eat that yeah. if you need to. Yeah. What do you do if you're Boston? If you're Brad Stevens and you're walking into that front office day one, what do you do? Well, you talk, you 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 canvass the league. You see if there's any interest in Kemba Walker. You know, th- yep. there may not be. I mean, the answer may be there's not. I don't think you give up assets to get rid of him. I don't think they're in. I, that yeah, he's not been that bad. No, he's not been yeah. that bad. He's not been that bad. And also, you know, like you said, it's 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 two years. Like two years of Kemba you is easier that. to stomach than like what that John Wall contract was two years ago. You know yeah. what I mean? Exactly. Um, so I think and, that's fine, but but I th- I think you definitely canvas the league and see if there is an option out there. Um, Robio Langford played some good minutes this playoffs. I would be very hopeful um, about Robio Langford's ability to start long term. Marcus Smart played really well as a as a starter. Um, I know I know he shot terribly last night, but overall he played well. So I I think you know they get they get some money off the books with Evan Fournier. Um, you've got your stars. I think I, I you know. I, I, I think that's what you do. You canvass the league, and there might be a taker. Somebody might want Kemba Walker. It's very possible. It is only two years, so somebody might think they're Kemba Walker away, you know? Uh, do you do you even hint that Jalen Brown or Tatum are available? No, no. I, I, I don't think i trade either one of them for anything, really. I mean, not anything real that would be available on the market. Yeah. You know, you've got them locked up. They're both really good. They're both getting better every year. Like, and they're both young. Yeah, yeah, they're both young. I, I mean, I, I think Brown is on a four. You got three years after this season for Brown. Uh, Tatum four years after this season. I, yeah, just stick with that timeline and see what you can do in there. Yeah, I would not trade either of those guys. I will slightly amend what you said. I would listen. I wouldn't do it. <laughs> I just if, can't imagine if what... someone called me and and was seriously talking about Jalen Brown. I would listen to that deal. I wouldn't. I don't know. I probably wouldn't do it, but I would listen. Yeah. My problem is I just can't imagine what that trade looks like where where Boston says, "Yeah, that makes sense." You know what I mean? It I would be too I much. Find it. Yeah. It would be too much. You would if someone is willing to give up too much for Jalen Brown. But what's too much? Because too much. Um. No. Nobody's giving up like like one of those top players that you need, right? Um. To to make a run, and and if you uh, do that, what if what if what if Washington called about Bradley Beal? Yeah, see, why do you do that? I mean, you, you get older, um, more expensive. Uh, you still need Jalen Brown on your roster, and you and you get just as far in the playoffs. You know, I, I love Bradley that. You still need You still need You still need Jalen Brown. You need Bradley Beal with Jalen Brown and Tatum. Yeah, that's what you need, right? So, you know, a Bradley Beal trade should be: we'll trade you all the rest of our team for Bradley Beal. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what that's what that trade should be. If you trade Jalen Brown for for Bradley Beal, you just get older and more expensive. I, I don't think that makes sense. That makes so, sense. I'll buy that. Um, so I just don't see that player. So if you're trading Jalen Brown for too much, then that that means you're you're not competing next year. That's what it means to me. If if you do that, you're trading Jalen Brown. You better get Kemba out of there too and get a lot of assets and then move forward and say, okay, Jason, two years is our window right now to rebuild around you. Are you are you on board for that? Like I think I think that's yeah, the conversation. And I wouldn't they have do that. that. And I wouldn't either. That. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't either. do that. Yeah. So I think that the they have to figure out a way because they don't have my, they don't have cap room. They're they're they they're they're spent. Yeah, even spent. even with Fournier's seventeen million coming off the books, they're still one hundred and thirty-two million uh, payroll. So they're still they're, their money is spent. They've got to figure out a way to add talent with, with with without spending money, and that's 
always the hardest thing. Portland's been in that hell for five years. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Of, tr- of having a team that's not quite good enough and you can't tear down. Now they don't they've really got, have a way to really add any real talent. Yeah, they've got assets, though. You know, like like Marcus Smart last year, $13 million. I don't think they want to move Marcus Smart, but uh, but that's a very tradable piece. Trading uh, Marcus just, Smart for a big makes sense if, the, if that yeah. trade exists. That makes uh, sense. Tristan Thompson, $9 million expiring. Like, Marcus Smart and Tristan Thompson and, say, Romeo Langford or Aaron Naismith or something like that. Like, like that gets you to $28 million in, in, in salary. Like, you can get a piece for that off a team that needs to rebuild. That might be your Bradley Beal trade or something like that. You know what I mean? Ooh. I don't think Washington's trading Beal. Um, doesn't seem doesn't seem like they have any interest in trading Bill. I, I don't think so either. Uh, and, and you know th- they don't need to. He's you know he's their guy. He's been great for them. Um, I, I don't think there's any need to trade him. So uh, they um, also they you know they're not trading Russ. So you know right yeah. What's the years, point at this point? Yeah. Two years of Russ, two years of Beal, and then the only guy you got under contract is Hachimuri, Avdia, and Davis Berton. So yeah, like just wait it out. Yeah, do these two years, see if you can add stuff around the fringes to get better, and and that's and, you know roll roll from there. I think you know people forget like Washington, they didn't have Thomas Bryant this year. Like Thomas Bryant's a they legit didn't. player. Yeah, um, Hachimura took a step. I Washington's Wash- not bad. They're not, and Washington had a bunch of COVID stuff. Russell yeah. Westbrook was hurt. Like, and you saw at the end of the year, they they just like ran through and got into the playoffs. I, I'm still buying Washington. Yeah, going yeah, into next I, season, I I'm still better. buying that team. They're gonna, they're better than what their record was this year, I think. Yeah, and if Avdia can take a step and Hachimura can continue his development, Thomas Bryant healthy, I mean that 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 changes a lot for that team. So. You know one thing that circling back to Boston, you know one thing that does hurt Boston, and I don't know that this is a Danny Ainge case, a Danny Ainge knock because what do you do if you're Danny Ainge in this situation? Sure. Uh, last three seasons, they have lost Horford, Rozier. And Hayward for nothing. That True. hurts. That yeah, hurts. Your, that hurts. Because, like, and it's not even that all of those those three guys are great. Hayward and uh, Rozier were great in Charlotte. Hayward was great before he got hurt. Uh, Horford's probably done. But still losing him for nothing, that, does, that doesn't help. They could, they could use him this year. <laughs> Didn't they give something up to get rid of Horford? Yeah, to move yeah. him. Yeah, they traded to move him away. Uh, yeah. To Oklahoma Philly? City, right? Philly. Oh no 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 to Philly that's right that was I'm I'm skipping Philly and no he memory. no yeah Philly he left for Philly my bad yeah he left for Philly Philly traded something to get rid of yeah my mistake um uh yeah of course hindsight is twenty twenty but just re-signing Rozier for nineteen mil a year would have been a better move than signing Kemba like in, in the moment of course you signed Kemba Walker over Terry Rozier but in hindsight that would have been a better move for them yeah um, and. I get why they didn't pay Hayward. Charlotte just saw why they didn't pay Hayward. He paid 30 games. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I, I get really it. Good for those 30 he games. was good for those 30 games, but he yep. wouldn't have mattered in this playoff series because he's hurt. Yep. So I get it. I, I, <laughs> I get why Boston did that. But again, that that's just losing talent and not adding any talent in. And you just see a team that's three guys and a whole bunch of other guys. Marcus Smart, I guess you could say four guys. Marcus Smart's good. And then a whole bunch of other guys that just you're just waiting for them to, you know, grow into their into their into their moment. Yep. So yeah, I, I shocked that now all of that happened, but I I still think that Boston Boston's probably it's just they're stuck. 
for a while. They just got to ride this out, let their guys grow, and hopefully they get lucky and, and make a run in a playoff series. Who do they hire? That's the, the tough one. I don't know what they do at coach. Yeah, should... if it's not if it's not Terry Stotts, I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know, man. Jason Kidd's name has been floating around as wanting to get back in the game. Yeah, is he a good coach? No. Okay, yeah, I, I really don't know. So. No, Jason Kidd's not a good coach. Um... I, you know, those guys like Steve. Steve Nash has turned out to be a much better coach than I thought he'd be. Again, he's I, I got, don't know. Let's, let's he's got three. Again, that. he's got three Hall yeah. of Famers on his team. So yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm not taking anything away from Steve Nash. I'm sure he's doing fine, but I'm definitely not like like bending over to give him credit. You know, what I mean, like it's a it's a lot easier to coach Durant. <laughs> Hardened and Kyrie Irving, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's just like, yeah. hey guys, go do the thing where you score all the points. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's the other thing. I, I I do want to talk about this a little bit as a as a thing too. Like, um, we have amazing team ups in the league. Like, we have incredible team. Brooklyn is silly. Like, it's they, just, they, it's silly. It's those three it's guys. Silly, yeah, those three guys didn't play together very much during the regular season, really by design. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's the playoffs now. They're playing together. They're incredible, and it's silly. And um, <laughs> so I do want people to remember that when when they re- Boston lost in the first round. Yeah, but they lost to Brooklyn, right? Um, <laughs> we forget that. Uh, and I say this wholly, wholly as a friggin' Blazers fan, right? Because <laughs> there's a lot of Dame can't win in the playoffs kind of stuff, which is silly. Yeah. But you look. And most years, not all the years, there was that awful New Orleans series. There was that Memphis series that was terrible when that team, you know. But, like, most years, they lo- they lose to the team. They lose to, like, Golden State. Like, most yeah. years, that's what happened. And yeah. um, so, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's hard to crap on them too much when you're losing to one of the, the best teams in the league every year. Yeah, I think I think they – Let's see. Out of like like Dame's eight playoff appearance or seven that are completed, seven playoff appearances or something. I think like five of them they've lost to the NBA champions, or something like wow. that. Wow, four That's or crazy. five. Yeah, it's like I because like the Spurs I think was fourteen uh, after they beat the Rockets and with that Dame shot like. Like, I think they lost the Spurs, who went on to beat the Heat. Um, and then I think they've lost to Golden State three times in the playoffs, three or four Jeez. times. So, yeah. I, I just, I, you know, I mean, I think we need to remember that. Same with, like, yeah. we talk about this a lot with, like, Ewing never won a championship. Like, yeah. yeah. But but Ewing <laughs> lost to, to Jordan. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the year Jordan was out, they lost to uh, the two years Elijah was out. Won. Yeah. They lost. To, they lost once in the finals, and then they lost to Shaq. <laughs> yeah. No, they didn't even. No, 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 no. They lost to. No, no, no. That year they lost to the Pacers. The Pacers lost to Shaq in the in the conference. That's finals. right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> um, but yeah, that context context is always needed in these conversations. Yeah, because Brooklyn's gonna run, Brooklyn's gonna run through these playoffs. Like I just Brooklyn's if, gonna win. if they don't I, get hurt. Like I, man, look, man. I, I'll, I'll just say it. Milwaukee looks good. Yeah, Mil- I'm, I'm massively rooting for Milwaukee. Milwaukee looks better than they looked last year. They, they look ready. I don't know if they're going to beat Brooklyn because Brooklyn, like you said, they're silly. They just have too much. You can do everything you can to game plan 
for Kyrie off the ball. You can game plan back cuts with Harden, and there's Durant in the corner. I don't know what you do, right? Like yeah. you just like it's just silly. And let's but, say you and let's say you stop that, right? Let's say you stop that. You still got yeah. Joe Harris. In Joe the Harris is still like, there. Blake Griffin is cutting to the basket. Like they're yeah. they're they're stacked, man. <laughs> just silly. Just silly. They're really silly. Uh, I'm rooting for Milwaukee. Milwaukee, Utah. If Portland loses this series, I've decided I'm rooting for Milwaukee, Utah. That's the finals I want. Oh, I'd love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd love that. Um, there was one other thing I would – have you touched everything? There was one other thing I wanted to bring up to you. Sure. Yeah. Uh, NBA draft lottery. We're about two weeks out from the draft lottery. Okay. Um, who is the – Who's the funnest team to get the number one pick? Not who do you think is going to get it. What's the funnest team? Uh, I think New Orleans. I think New Orleans Ooh. is the funnest team. Because then you're, you're you're pairing up Cade Cunningham with Zion Williamson, and that's a lot of fun. That's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Zion, Brandon Ingram. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. I and was going to say. Yeah. No, go ahead. Oklahoma City would be number two. Oklahoma City was my choice. Like, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, I think that's fun. Give yeah. Oklahoma City the number one pick and throw Cade out there with uh, Shea Gilders Alexander. I'd be really, really excited about that. Um, you know who I don't want to get the number one pick? And they, Minis- they could Minnesota. Minnesota. I do not I want Minnesota that. to have the number one pick. <laughs> <laughs> I love that I'm, we're on the same page. <laughs> everything. Minnesota and Cleveland. I'm done with yeah, number I do. one. I oh, Cleveland. Yes. Power. For the yeah. love of God, don't give it to Cleveland. I don't need those teams to get number one. You know what would be uh, third on my, my list would be Detroit and then Toronto. Like all those teams would be fun for me to get number one. But I would. Uh, you you know quietly a team I don't want to have it Houston. Yeah, me neither. I don't want Houston to be to, to get that. I was just looking through these. Uh, Orlando's kind of boring, but yeah, I was just thinking like, how fun would it be if we could get Cade Cunningham to Oklahoma City? That'd be fun. Yeah, n- I, I I'm all on board for that. A that nice another good. nice young team with a good young core. They got Dort. They got Shea. They got. Cade, they still got a hundred picks. I would be on board for that. Let's make that yeah. happen. Let's do it. Let's make it happen. I feel also, like we have the power. If you, yeah. <laughs> um. Also, the if the Timberwolves pick is not in the top three, it goes to the Warriors. So I want Timberwolves to get the fourth pick. <laughs> <laughs> so the Warriors get it. So the Warriors get it. Do we need the Warriors to have the fourth pick? I don't need that. I don't need, I'm ready for the Warriors to go away. I'm okay with them going away. I don't want Wiseman in the fourth pick to carry this 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 dynasty into a new generation. I don't need that. Uh, let me tell you about can, can I can I complain about the the Timberwolves fans for a second? You can, can absolutely. Listen, Timberwolves fans, please please stop stop with the Anthony Edwards thing. Listen, he had a fine season for a rookie. He had a fine season. He was fine. He was at times. I would say he was good, uh-huh. but stop. Uh-huh. Just it's yeah. okay. At this point, I just want give it to him so they'll shut up. <laughs> like <laughs> Jesus, give him the rookie of the year because I'm tired of hearing about it. <laughs> you guys care way more about this than Charlotte fans do. Trust me. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> good lord. Oh my god. I'm fine with LaMelo. You're fine with Anthony Edwards. Why do we need to compare them? It's fine. The Golden State's fine with uh, with Wiseman. Everybody's happy. 
Why do we have to make ourselves unhappy? Everybody's happy with the player they got. Can that not just be good enough? <laughs> yeah. Um. You guys like Edwards? Fine. Great. I'm glad you're happy. Yeah. Um. Also, fans in general. Um. Oh, God. Fans. It's never okay to throw things at players. Nope. Never. Regardless. There's no situation where... <laughs> Where the player had it coming, no, nope. or where it's earned or, de- or determined in any way that nope. the play that the fans should throw things at players. No, nope. it doesn't matter what it is. Doesn't matter if it's a water bottle. Doesn't matter if it's a knife. Doesn't matter if it's a <laughs> fluffy bunny. Don't throw uh, anything at a fan ever. Okay, I will <laughs> or, amend or at, a, at a player. <laughs> I will. I will amend. I will amend. It would be very funny if like four thousand fans started throwing bunnies on the field on the court. <laughs> Little fluffy bunnies. That'd be very funny. <laughs> Little stuffed bunnies. <laughs> I, you know what though? Somebody trip over that bunny. Yeah. And and, and hurt himself. Like it's, it's someone, okay. Someone throwing a big throw a big pink bunny at Russell Westbrook. Yeah. That'd be fun. The only yeah, don't thing throw- that should be thrown at a at a uh, at a basketball game is a t shirt into the crowd. That's it. And even that's yeah. questionable. Even that's yeah. questionable. Or it's okay to throw unruly fans out of the arena. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that too. That too. Yeah, don't. <laughs> there's never a reason to ever throw anything on, at a fan, at a, at a excuse me, at a player ever. There's never a reason for it. Stop it. Yeah, and let's and let's not shout things at players outside of like what's on the court either. Yeah, like, shout, shout. I hope you missed that. Oh, yeah. oh, I'm I remember, so angry. Well, yeah. I remember. I remember when I was at A and T, we would go to basketball games. And if a player at a, if a player we were playing against fouled out of a game, everyone in the in the stands would stand up and put their hands up and start going ah. And then whenever that player sat down on the bench, the crowd would go sit down. Yeah, see that's funny. That's fine. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> that's completely fine. If y'all yeah. want to do something like that, I have zero problem with that. Yeah, I'm okay with that. <laughs> I'm not okay with F you Kyrie Irving. I'm not okay with that. That's not yeah. okay to say. <laughs> yeah. Even I, if Kyrie's a jerk. And let's be honest, yeah. Kyrie's a jerk. He's been a jerk to Boston since he got there. Yes, yeah. that is and true. And I'm not a big fan. I'm not a, I'm not a fan of Kyrie. I will never be confused with, with a Kyrie Irving fan. I still don't yes. think you should be yelling. Don't um, throw anything at him. At him or don't yell at anything at him. Like yes. Yeah. He's a jerk. I get it. I, I understand you don't like him. I understand. Boo him. When he gets the court, if you, if you if you feel the need, boo him. I don't particularly like booing either. But if you get yeah. a, but if you but if you feel the need, boo him. If he misses yeah. a shot and you want to clap for him, whatever. Give him all the <laughs> crap you want to give him. Whatever. But <laughs> but just yeah. the, it's the screaming explicatives at a at a fan. They gotta stop that. You can't. You sh- don't do that. Yeah. It just seems it just seems ridiculous to me. Like keep it keep it within the sport. Keep it sports hate, as you said. Keep it yeah. sports hate. Keep it sports hate. That's fine. Yeah. It, it it there's nothing wrong, and it's nothing wrong with disliking Kyrie for the way things went in Boston. I find it so funny that Boston's fans yeah. talked so much crap about getting Kyrie that they now have never hated a person more. <laughs> yeah. You guys were talking about we're going to win. I mean, Bill Simmons said that they're going to win 60 games. We're going to walk through the East when they got Kyrie. Like, okay, relax. There's a reason yeah. There's a reason that he was driven out of, out of Cleveland. <laughs> yeah. The reason he got traded. The reason he was available. <laughs> uh, 
Oh my god. Yeah. Oh, that's it. The fan. The fan behavior seems worse. Fans are always always been bad. Fans are always terrible. But it seems worse this year so far. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I I. I don't Maybe know. It's, it's pretty. It's pretty much always awful. I is think it we COVID? Just is it is no, it the fact that we we've just forgot. been we've been locked up in the house for a year that fans are getting back in the arena and they're like, oh yeah, I forgot what it felt like to throw popcorn at players. I don't think it's worse. I don't think it's you worse. think it's worse. No, I think I think we just we're just noticing it. I think we forgot. I think we forgot. That is that this what is it what is? Fans do. Um, because they've always yelled racist stuff at at players. Like yeah. And, and done terrible things like that. I mean, throwing drinks on players and doing things like that. They're just fans are just awful. Like we've just gotten to the point where we can't be trusted to to do anything reasonably. <laughs> and it's, and I would just like to say this isn't a, a specific basketball issue. Football fans are terrible. Baseball fans yeah, are terrible. Yeah, fans, in fans. General, fans, just, in general, fans in general. Fans are awful. I'm scared for football season. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> Yeah, and and you know what, fans? How dare you make me defend Kyrie Irving? How yeah, dare you? That's how the thing. <laughs> I do not like. How dare you? I remember Trey Young too. How am I defending Trey Young? Not a Trey Young guy, but I'm now I'm Trae like, Young hey, guy? leave his hair alone. Yeah, <laughs> what are y'all talking? Leave him alone. Yeah, don't make fun of somebody for balding. I swear. <laughs> Everyone who made fun of Trey Young for balding, I hope goes bald. That's what I think. Half of them are already bald. Don't worry about it. It's true. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> oh. that's okay. Well, that went off the rails, but that's no. Okay. That's where it should have gone. Yeah. Off the rails. That's where the, the fans have gone. They've taken it. And I saw the other night. Was it the who was it the game? The Sixers game in Washington. A fan ran on the court and got yeah. tackled what, by security. What's wrong with you? Like, what what's are you guys? You? What is happening? What are y'all doing? Yeah. <laughs> that's a um, that's a me thing if I've ever heard it. Like, yeah, <laughs> running yeah. on the court, running on the court in the middle of the game. Yeah. Hey everyone, me. <laughs> yeah, like, like you're lucky. Like Dwight Howard didn't sit punch down. you in the th- punch you in the throat. Yeah, sit down. That's it. <laughs> like, go have a seat, man. We are, we see you and we don't care. Sit down. Yeah. <laughs> Banned from the arena. I hope, the guy that threw that bottle at Kyrie Irving. You're never. He looked like a young kid too. Like you're never allowed to ever go to a Celtics game again. I hope it was yeah. worth it for you. Yeah, that's what I think. That's crazy. Hope crazy. it was worth it. All right. So uh, I'm I'm sad. I'm gonna need some time to recover. Uh, that being said, uh, Blazers in seven, buddy. Blazers yeah. in seven. Bla- and you know what's funny? It could happen. <laughs> it could. It very much could. It, they, yeah, the Blazers could have one more game. Or win this series. I either yeah. one could happen. So, yep. uh, they're 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 a mercurial bunch, my friend. So, uh, so before we go, let me just mention it really helps us out. If you go to Apple Podcast, subscribe, leave us a nice review. So please do. That about does it for this week. You can find us on Facebook, download us on Apple Podcast, Stitcher, check us out at twoguyspodcast.com. You should also follow us on Twitter at two guys Dwayne and at two guys Brandon. Thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you next week. Extract minerals, twisted and dash cinnamon. Flavorful, neighbor sniffer from the kitchen. We cooking up that supreme wrap and then we dish it. Yo, close. your attention's on the fire. Cause on the mic, I call experience. I'm like a giant. Nobody move. Yeah. Don't even sleep. Ready to ill, ready to get it, ready to kill, ready to ill, ready to kill. Yeah. I'm like a giant. I'm like a giant. Nobody move. Yeah.